Okay, are we ready? Welcome to the Abby and Abby podcast, where we take a long, hard look at what it takes to have a career as a writer and go out of our way to learn from the very best. Join us as we dig deeper into an industry where connection builds community and community builds careers. Welcome professionals to the Abby and Abby podcast. I'm Abby G. And I'm Abby H. And we are talking today to Phil Lawler. He is the creator of Adventures in Odyssey, the author of the Young Wit series and the Blackard books. And he's been my professional mentor for the last five years. I'm so excited for you all to meet him. Hi, Phil. Hi, how are you all? Abby and Abby, yay. Welcome. We're so excited you're here. Your, your title is top notch. Boy, the, the, the <laughs> title of your podcast, Gangbusters, <laughs> Thank top you. notch. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Oh, we're so glad you're here. So you started Adventures and Odyssey over 30 years ago now. Obviously, it's the project that you're best known for. Would you say it's also the one that started your career or would you credit something else for that? Well, I, I think it, it probably started, I, I, I think it's, I would say it started my professional career. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's kind of accurate. I mean, I, I did a lot of acting uh, and got paid for it prior to doing the writing, so stage yeah. acting and things like that. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I'm I'm in Arizona. This is where I grew up, um, and this is where back back where I'm living now. And uh, I did a lot of theater here and got paid for it prior to ever moving out to California and, you know, started working at Focus on the Family and, and, and creating Adventures in Odyssey. So, um, but writing-wise, yeah, I, I think that that, that, that that started everything off um, pretty much. Yeah, I think so. so was when, I, when I actually could make a living at it, that was when that happened. I had written a couple of articles. I did, uh, back, back in the day, back in the old days when we had these things called magazines. I don't know if you've ever heard of those things. <laughs> Uh, we had these magazines. Uh, they were they're they're actual physical thing, you know, words printed <laughs> on paper, and you could go through. Well, I I'd written several magazine articles for which I'd been paid. As a matter of fact, uh, the the story I tell is I was I had I had gone through, uh, I, I was I was I had written a couple of articles. One was for an entertainment magazine, so it was a short story, um, and then one for a technical journal. I was working at a film services company at the time, and. They put a chemical process on. Say, that's another thing. Film, actual film, like like motion picture, like like thirty-five millimeter reels of film that people <laughs> used to show in theaters. Well, we had put a chemical process on it. It'd get scratched up. You've probably seen old 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 films where they get scratches and little little lines going through the the screen. Well, we had put a chemical process on it that would get rid of those. And so I wrote an uh, an article about that and published it and, and, and sent it to a trade journal. And. Uh, uh, so this is just a, this is just a little encouragement lesson for, for everybody. Um, I, I got a note back. The first one who responded was the entertainment magazine, the short story that I'd submitted, and they they sent me a letter, uh, and it was a very short, very brief letter saying, um, "We're we we're not going to accept. We don't accept your. You know, sorry, we're not going to accept your mat your your story." And then and a handwritten note underneath it, uh, the the guy who was writing said. You need to break all of your pencils. You will never be a writer. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was that was that was pretty. I have it. I have it somewhere. I think I have it. I kept it in my papers. And then I was like wow. devastated, of course, because that's that's a really yeah. thing to have to to hear somebody say. 
And then the very next day, I got uh, uh, an acceptance letter for the technical journal that I had submitted the, the article to, and a check. I mean, they said, they say, yeah, we're going to buy it. It's like, this is great. We're going to publish it. It's going to be in, the, in this magazine, and I, got, I have several copies of that somewhere, too. So it just goes to show you, you know, nobody knows anything. Um, you know, people, people, would, people would love to, to, to tear you down. That's what, that's what the whole business is about. That's the reason I really like, actually, have really in, uh, liked and, and been blessed with the fact that we've, we're working for uh, Christian people, working in Christian organizations and, and doing a lot of stuff in the Christian community. Um, although I've met really nice people in the secular industry too, but most of them are really backstabbers out to get you and really want to tear you down. And it's just nice to be with people who want to build you up. Break all of your pencils. What a rough... And they, they took the time to handwrite it too, which is what uh, it me. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. In, in, in pencil. They, they took their time to handwrite it in pencil. So that's they told terrible. me to break all of mine. I'm like, you should break all of your exactly. pencils. Exactly. That's my reaction. That's where I would have been. Uh, for sure, it happens. It ha it's part of the business. It happens. You have to really, you ha you do have to develop a tough skin. I mean, you, you kind of do, uh, in order to be able to to, to to make it. Even even in uh, you know even in friendly territory, even in, in really friendly territory, you have to you have to develop a thick skin. Um, Abby Abby G, as you well know, you know you get you can get rejected really really quickly, and it uh, you have to kind of you have to you have to take turn off the part of your brain or personality that takes it personally, you know, uh, don't take that personally. It's just this is this is somebody's opinion. Who cares? You know, I, I don't know where that guy is. I don't know I don't know where those people are anymore. I don't even think that magazine exists anymore. I know I know that most magazines don't exist anymore. So I'm pretty sure that one went uh, belly up too. Uh, but, you know, it's, it, it, it's part of it. It's part of what happens. Awesome. Well, not awesome, but like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you were getting started, Phil, and like finding your feet with being a serious, uh, with a serious career, what was one pitfall that you or maybe somebody close to you at the time experienced that you would caution um, the young professionals we're talking to against? I think you have to really know... Um, you have to you have to really know who you are and what you believe, um, because it's going to be very easy to get caught up in stuff that you don't really want to get caught up in. Um, I, I I think see this is uh, so much of it, so much of the industry has changed since since I first started out. Um, now there is a, a viable alternative to the mainstream media, okay, to, to mainstream Hollywood. Now there's there's a whole Christian community of stuff springing up and people who are who are who are doing good work, and the internet changed everything, you know. But prior to the internet, I mean, you, you got you guys need to understand. Prior to the internet, internet there were only certain outlets available to people. You could only do it in a certain way, and uh, there there weren't there weren't. A whole lot. Uh, you, have, you, had, you had to kind of toe the line to all the people who were in control of it. This is why a lot of us who are older look at the internet and say, "Wow, what a great thing! This is really, really fantastic because you can do your own thing, like you guys are right now. You can do your own thing, get it out there. There's a distribution network. It's all, it's all uh, set out there for you." And we are so wary of people that we see, that I see, who are trying to come in and control it. They, they instantly want to come in and try to control it, try to make it what they want it to be and, and only certain people can can be a part of it and you have to really again again you have to toe the line or you're going to get are you going to get canceled um so that's that's been a big problem just in recent years with the whole canceling kind of thing um 
and the whole anti-freedom of speech kind of thing that we're dealing with right now. That's, that's the backlash. I, 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 I react very strongly to that sort of thing because I lived in a time when everything was controlled by, you know, just basic, <laughs> a few people controlled everything and you had to do everything the way they wanted to do it or you couldn't, you couldn't do it at all. They wouldn't do it at all. You'd be completely obscure. So, so I, I really think that the internet and things like, uh, you know, uh, websites and, and podcasts and all the stuff that we're able to do right now, these are an, an enormous blessing and should be, should be handled that way. Um, so, so, but even saying that, um, I mean, I've got to get back to the point of your, your question. Yeah, there, there are lots of things you're going to, it, it really helps to have, um, to have a, a, a solid sense of knowing how to spot people who are uh, frauds, people who want to harm you, people who want to potentially harm you, and people who are sincere about what, about what um, they, they, they tell you. And 90, 98% of it, you should just toss out. <laughs> I mean, that, you should just toss it all out because uh, people love blowing smoke up your skirt if you'll give them whatever they want, you know. Um, and, and, and chances are people, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I, w I was promised, oh, you're so great, I love the stuff you do, you're so great, you know, we're gonna make you something big, it's gonna be wonderful, and it, it never ended up doing anything. Um, and the big one, of course, is if anybody asks you for money, run in the opposite direction. Don't ever give anybody any money. There should be no reason why you have to pay in order to get your, your art out to anybody, okay? So, I mean, there's, you, you shouldn't have to pay a, a middle, middle man, a middle person. Don't pay agents. You don't need to pay agents. I, I've never used an agent. I've never, I've, I've had them and they just didn't work for me at all. So I, I've always been fiercely independent as far as that. I'll just handle it myself. Um, and you can, you can do it that way. So, um, I mean, I think that would be the, the main thing. Ask yourself a lot of questions. Ask your, develop a methodology in your head to be able to critically think about everything that's, that's said to you. You don't have to do it out loud, but just get into the habit of going, you know what, let me, let me think about this. What about this, and what about that, and what about this, and what about that, and what about this? Um, and I, I'm doing, in fact, I'm doing that right now. I'll do, that should, that's, that's something that can serve you well throughout your entire career, throughout your entire life, even in your personal life, because uh, there's something that just came up recently that somebody asked me to help be a part of. And I, I you know, yeah, this is something, it's an idea that I've had a long time too that I really would like to go along with. And I'm talking, I'm thinking through it now and I'm thinking and I'm going, hmm, you know, it, is this something that's good? Is this something that's, that's you know, we'll, we'll see. I ha I'm, I'm going through this process right now myself. So it's something that really helps you out if you can develop that kind of a, of a process, questioning questioning things, questioning, trying to, trying to ask yourself serious questions about it, not just frivolous things. Don't let your head get turned. Be about the work. You know, more than anything else, be about the work. Don't, don't be so much about the flattery and about the, about the f fame or money or anything like that. I mean, th those are important. You want to make a living, of course. Obviously, this is, this is what everybody's desire and goal is. And you can do that if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're, you're shrewd and you understand how this stuff works. And um, you get as much knowledge as you can about different kinds of things. Um, but, 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 but mainly, let it be about the work. Let, let the work be the most important thing. I did tell somebody, this, this is another thing that I told somebody, um, and, and I did it too. For years, I always preached about making sure that you, um, you know how to do as much as you can do. 
for the stuff that you want to do. So uh, I, um, I, knew, I, I knew how to write, knew how to act, knew how to voice act, but I didn't know about production very much. I mean, I knew kind of how to do some production, but I didn't know a great deal about it until I decided, you know what, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and I'm going to learn production. I'm going to, I'm going to get a digital audio workstation and I'm, going to, I'm just going to jump in with the whole project of my own. The thing, something that I wanted to do, I've, I'm going to take it from, from beginning to end. So now I know how to do it. And, and actually doing that project was some of the most fun I've had in years. It was just great. It was frustrating, you know, to, oh, how do I do that? What's going on? But once you start doing it and you start getting it, you, you realize, oh, wow, you know, I can, I can do this and I can do that with this. And I, oh, and I can't do that. Oh, yeah, that teaches, it teaches you limitations as well. So it's the same kind of thing as you guys are doing right now. You're jumping in. Don't be afraid of the, don't be afraid of the, the digital, you know, the, um, the, the technical side of it jump in and, and, and go for it and try to, you'll, you'll make big, huge mistakes, but that's part of the fun. Then go ahead and correct them and bring them back out again. Um, and and, uh, uh, and, I, and I, I thought, you know, that's, that's really good. And now, uh, now I'm, I'm, this is, I don't mean this to sound braggy or anything, but now I can do, I can do vir virtually everything except music. I, I can sing, I know how to sing and everything, but I don't play the music, the instruments well enough to be able to do underscores for my project. So I have to hire, a, I either have to hire a musician to do custom stuff for me, or you go to places where you can buy music, like Sound Dogs and other places that have wonderful, wonderful pieces of music, all written for you, it's just right there. <laughs> and you can, oh, that, that'll work. And, and, and when you buy those pieces, by the way, you learn a lot about editing. How do I edit this piece to go under this entire thing? I, I, have, to, I have to hide that edit. I really like this ending for this piece, and I really like it beginning, but the middle is too long, so how do I hide that edit? What do I have to do? You learn so much by just jumping in and starting it and, and, and doing it. So. Um, that's that's the other thing. Don't be afraid. Just jump in. Yeah, I love that. That's kind of what we've been doing with this podcast is like, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. We'll get there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Don't yep. be afraid. Jump right in. Um, that, I, I told my students that. I taught at, at the university for, uh, for, for 10 years uh, at the Azusa Pacific and uh, California State University. And uh, I taught part. One of the things I taught was video production and, uh, and, and audio production too, uh, audio broadcast journalism. And I had students who'd come in, and they knew nothing about this at all. And I said, you guys, you're more capable than you know, first of all. You're more capable than you know. If you have a, if you have a smartphone, you already have everything you need right here. It's all, it's all there. You, you know, go out and do, go out and do it. Go, if, I, if we had this stuff when I was your age, I would have been doing it every weekend. I would have been making films. I would have been, I mean, honestly. We did that when I was a, when I was a teenager. We made a lot of films, but we used Super 8 film. Once again, film is actually on reels, and it's like spaghetti, and you can barely edit it, and it's just oh, it was so frustrating to 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 try to do anything with it. Um, and when I went to film school, that's what we were using. Most of it was Super 8 film. Um, you you you'd graduate when you when you did your senior project in film school, you used 16 millimeter film. That was but but it was very expensive, and you had to really know what 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 you're going to do and how to light it. Um, and how to, how to expose it and all, all that stuff. You really had to know how to do it. But, um, but now, I mean, good, you have great cameras, great sound, everything right in the palm of your hand. Man, if we had that stuff when I was a kid, we would have been making films like every weekend. We'd, we made films anyway. We would have been making even more. We're trying. <laughs> yep. Yeah, We're trying. good, good, good. So Fantastic. 
So what was the moment that you really felt like I've made it? Like I have a career. I'm not a beginner anymore. I'm there. Uh, you know, I, I, that's, that's hard to say. I will say, um, reminds me of a story when I was at Focus and I was still on staff at Focus. Uh, this is back when we were in Pomona. Um, Odyssey had been on the air for probably four years at that point. I think we were in our, in, in our fourth year. And, uh, and I got a call from the front desk and there was a, there was a, there was a student at a, at a local, uh, college and she, had heard Odyssey, she heard it on the air, she really liked it, she was listening to it. And she wanted to know if she could come in and talk to me. And, uh, and I said, yeah, sure. So she, she sent, they, they sent her up and, and she was doing something for a class project. She wanted to interview people who were, were working and, and um, developing, reinventing, as Will Ryan said, reinventing the lost art of audio drama. And, um, and so she talked to me, and that was one of the questions she asked me. She goes, well, how does it feel to make it? And I, I was like, this is making it? I just, okay. Um, you, you, you know, the thing about it is, um, I, don't know that you, I don't know that you really have, I, I don't know that you can really pinpoint that moment where you realize, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing, I've made it. I've made it, quote unquote. And the, and the reason why is because everything is so fickle. Everything is so weird and strange and fickle. I, I think a much better way to look at it is I just, this is what I do and this is what I would do no matter what happens. Okay, so I think that, you know, this is, that's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a strange way of, of looking at it. I mean, you do this not because you can do it, but because you can't not do it. So I write because I can't not write. If I were stranded by myself on a deserted island and had no, I would, figure out a way to prick my finger and write in blood on a wall. I mean, I've, you know, there, you do this because you, you do it, you know, and, and, and yes, when you're, when you're, I think when you're younger, you do think about the time in the future when, yeah, I'll know that I made it and this is it. And blah, blah. Um, but you know, I, I, when the Great Recession hit, I was in grad school. Uh, when the Great Recession hit, and all of my work dried up, all of it dried up, and I I had no clients. I had no I had no, I was still writing, but I was writing only for me and and for for uh, you know my grad school stuff. That was what I was writing, and uh, and and I had to find work, and the work that I found was basically manual labor. I worked for an audio video company. That, that did stuff at hotels and things like that, where I'd set up, I'd set up projectors and I'd set up screens and projectors and stuff like that, and they kind of run their run their little meeting, do do their hit the button on the computer for the PowerPoint slides and stuff like that, and then tear everything down. And it was all the bulk of the bulk of the work was just a lot of lifting, heavy duty lifting. And I was in my fifties, you know. I turned I was, this was not how I saw fifty happening, but that was where I was. And so I'm like, you know. I can look at that on the other side of that now and say, okay, prior to that, I would say, oh yeah, I've made it. I mean, I've made it. I, I have the, but then, but then I, that happens and it's like, well, I guess I didn't make it, did I? Because it didn't survive that. I had to go through this dry patch, which is why I always say, remember where you are in the story. You know, it's, it, it, this is all about a story. Uh, your life is a story. Everything is story. And it's, it's, it's really important to understand the story aspect of living, of just, of, of just life and living, because, because that's what we go through. We all go through that. 
ups and downs and things that we counted on evaporate and things that were right there with, you know, just go away. And Marshall had, you know, I, I, you, were, you were at the writer's retreat. Marshall would talk about some of the stuff that happened to him. It's the same kind of thing. You think you're there. Everything is great. It's all working. It's wonderful. And then kaput. Um, so, but it's all part of the story. And, and I think it's better to think of life in that way than to think, oh, I've made it and I'm done and I'm, you know, yay, here it is. I don't know if that answers your question or not, but. Oh, I think it does. I, something that I connect with very much that you were talking about was like, I can't not write. I know Abby G has been talking to me because I have been doing it a long time. She's like, you're afraid to do anything. I was like, correct. Um, and she's like, why do you keep doing it? And I think it does boil down to, I can't imagine not doing it. If I, I have had the desert island um, fantasy where I'm like, if I'm on a desert island, how would I write my stories? How would I go about doing that? Because it's such a part of who we are. Um, I, I love it. Something you, allu you alluded to earlier um, was some of the changes that have happened in the industry. What do you feel is the biggest change um, in the industry from for like for us young or like first time writing professionals like what has what's the biggest thing that would change for us oh oh it's uh, it's the advent of the internet and it, because i saw as i said it changes everything it changed everything um, you can now this is what's this is what's wonderful you can now um write a book you get, get an idea for a book on sunday write the first draft um from monday through friday put it away for the weekend, write the second draft uh, the following week, and publish it at the end of that second week, and have it out there for people to buy. You go on Amazon, you go on, you know, there are all sorts of places for you to, for you to do that sort of thing, okay? Now, I mean, some of that's getting a little harder to do, you know, this, that, and everything else. Some of it's getting a little harder to do, but it's still available. That was not available to us when we were young. It was not available to me when I was young. You had to... You had to go through all sorts of awful hoops and jump and, and frustration and beating your head against the wall and all. I mean, it, it was so much harder, believe it or not, it was so much harder to just get things read by people because there's so much, there was so much stuff out there. And so if you're a book writer and, and, and you really, you know, this is what you're doing, this is your calling and you really want to do it, now you can. Now you can publish your book. Now you can get it out there. Uh, again, my little sister has written two two children's books. She's got a little series of books that she's written. My younger brother, he wrote a book and he published it. Same kind of thing. It was it was his. It's out there. You can buy it right now on Amazon. Both of those, both of those, both of their books, all of their books are, are available. So the the biggest change is the ability to get your work out there and seen. Absolutely, no question about it. Uh, computers and the internet changed. Everything. It's the it's, it's the biggest leap forward in communications, uh, in, in in the idea of communication and world communication since the since the Gutenberg Bible, since the press, the printing press. You know, I mean, this is and that that happened. That you know, was that then television? I mean, yes, we had all these things, but but now to 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 give power basically the power and the ability to control stuff. Two people, two individuals, you are your own press agents, you are your own publishing company, you are your own podcast producers, you are your own video people. You can, you can do it all. You can do it. Learn how to do it. Learn. Big learning curve there, but learn how to do it and then go out and do. And, and part of it is 
part of the learning is going out and do, doing it anyway, doing it, making it like like we've been saying, go, making mistakes, whatever. Uh, go go and do it anyway. Get out there, get out there, and get your stuff out there. That's it, it's 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 been an enormous. I mean, I'm flabbergasted um, when I see when I see stuff like this because it's, it's so exciting. <laughs> you know, it really, really is. And and then. Then it, it just comes down to your own motivation. It really just, it, it comes down to okay, I got to get off my my keister here and get stuff written and get stuff put out there. I've got I've got to do that. I've got to get that done, because there's no excuse. There's no excuse now. You can't you can't say well I just don't have that knowledge. Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, nobody's going to pay me to. Jerry Seinfeld did a uh, uh, after he did Seinfeld, he did another uh, internet series. You've probably seen it called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. It's basically a little talk show, and he, he pulls up in a really lovely car, gets a comedian friend of his, they drive around, they talk, they go to a place, they get some coffee and, and breakfast usually, uh, they eat, they get, they, and, and it's like 15, 20 minutes, and, and uh, a lot of the conversations are really hilarious, they're really very, very funny. But uh, they asked him when he started this series, you know, oh, great, you know, you're back on the air, you're back, you're back doing stuff and everything, are you going to, are you going to go back to NBC, are you going to go back to to television. And he said, why would I limit my audience? Why would I limit my audience? You know, NBC only reaches this many people. They're, you know, if they're, they're not, they, don't, they don't reach that many people. The internet, I'm, we're going tomorrow worldwide. You can go all over the world. Anywhere in the world you can access this. That's what we're doing tomorrow. So, same thing for you. There's nothing, he doesn't have a magical different internet that he's using. It's the same internet that you're using. You just got it, same, same that we're all using. We just got to know how to use it right. Yeah, definitely. And I, I found uh, the same thing like this this last week while I've been, you know, after class and before class and stuff, I've just been watching a, a digital or, um, I'm sorry, a, a web design course to get our website right and up and running and going right. And you can find anything on YouTube. You can learn anything you need to online. Um, it's just, it's all down to the, are you gonna do it? Are you gonna take the time and, and be consistent? Thank you for joining us today on the Abby and Abby podcast, where we believe that connection builds community and community builds careers. Join us next time to listen to the rest of our conversation with Phil Lawler.